Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi everyone and welcome to Pixels, a podcast for the discerning gamer. Hello everyone and welcome back to Pixels, a show where we discuss the news in the video games industry and try to get behind the news to look at what's happening in the back of the office. My name is Patrick Beja and I am joined by James Bartolomeu again after, how it's been like three months since I've talked to you James, how are you doing? I'm doing good thank you, how are you? I'm in the middle of lots of boxes because I'm moving in a week. Oh wow! So, <laughs> I'm. Uh, some of you might have heard on the sh- on other shows that I'm moving to Finland, um, and that's happening in a week. So uh, it's it's kind of an interesting time to be yeah. doing podcasts. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's 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 also not the biggest amount of news um, uh, in the video game industry. It's kind of the early year lull, but we have a few things to report on. And um, yeah, so you're also you've been you've had a lot of changes in your life. You're um, working for Green Man Gaming, is it? Yeah, yeah, I'm working for Green Man Gaming in London now um, as a customer service representative. So your first steps in the gaming industry. Yeah, officially, yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, in the gaming industry, like besides your uh, your yeah. activity before of uh, YouTuber, streamer, and all yeah, of that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously you don't speak for them, but no, I just wanted to yeah. mention that uh, that's why you've been super busy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, all right, let's just jump right into the, the news. And I think one of the most surprising pieces of news that I've heard in the past couple of weeks was the fact that uh, the most sold game in 2015 was, what What do you think it was? Uh, well, You've it was, seen the notes. You know, I, I knew this. Um, <laughs> it, it was uh, Black Ops 3, which sold something like 250 million copies. Yeah, so well, so that's the entire Call of Duty franchise. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, no, that that would be pretty spectacular for one <laughs> title. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, it's still, I mean, Black Ops 3 is the uh, you know how to sell biggest selling game sell through mind you direct to customers not just uh, to the stores um in 2015 and it's not you know that surprising uh, in general that call of duty sells well but it felt like especially in a year with uh, so many strong showings you know batman and the witcher and all of those it felt like call of duty might not have been the most sold game and Apparently, it is by a wide margin, according to Activision. So, I, you know, put whatever stock you want in that uh, statement. I don't think they would quite uh, uh, lie about, you know, what a mo- wide margin in is. We don't know, but I think it's not just, you know, it, they sold a hundred more copies than The Witcher, for example. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it felt like Code of Duty was getting uh you know out of steam and i don't know that it is if it's still saying that well we don't have figures but still uh i i'm not the biggest call of duty fan, but i the black ops 2 was the first call of duty game i paid for or i even bought since um this last one was modern warfare 1 hmm. and black ops 3 is awesome it's oh really? really a really good game yeah Okay, I sort of stayed away from it just because I didn't really like Advanced Warfare and uh, I figured, you know, it's, it's always the same, but... I've heard it's it's slightly... it's like So Treyarch made World at War and they made all the Black Ops series and World at War was, the, I think, previously the highest-selling 
uh, Call of Duty game, and this one is very similar to that. It's great storyline. The storyline's almost like uh, I don't know. Did you play? Did you play Soma at all? No, I didn't. And a lot of people have been telling me that it's an awesome game and that I should play it. Yeah, so the Black Ops 3 story is very similar to that. And like, it's all like cyberpunky, going inside people's minds, and you're. It's all about like hacking people's brains and that kind of thing. It's really trippy and really strange for a Call of Duty story. And it's hmm. a lot of fun. Like, I wouldn't recommend you play it if you don't like Call of Duty because it is a Call of Duty game. But I really enjoyed it, and I and I can honestly see why this is the one that did that did much better than Advanced Warfare. I think you know I did love uh, the Call of Duty series, but basically I loved uh, Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare Two. I thought they mm-hmm. were spectacular. Um, but after that, it sort of started repeating itself, and it's kind of like. You know, World of Warcraft expansions, if you don't really like World of Warcraft, then they all seem like they're the same thing, even though, you know, even when someone, one of them is awesome and people are telling you, oh, this one is really great, you should play it for a little bit and try it, you sort of zone out and you tune it out. And I think that's, I've done that for Call of Duty. Uh, And I know, you know, I know how it works because I'm talking about World of Warcraft in that way and I'm saying, oh, this this is awesome, you should play for a little <laughs> bit and, and people are like, uh, maybe, I don't know. And for Call of Duty, I definitely did that. I was like, I, I saw people and reviews being relatively uh, positive, mm-hmm. but I was I was like, okay, I've done Call of Duty last year, but, you know, maybe I could pick it up on, on sale. Um, that could be a good deal, especially if you're telling me that the first, uh, the single player experience is good. It is, and it's branching as well, so multiple choices, and you can do, one of the weird things that it was like, you can do the last level first if you want to just do that. Really? It's odd, yeah. But, um, and like, there's lots of character customization, and loadout customization, and there's skill trees as well. Hmm. It's really gone in a different direction. You know, I okay. I think it's I, I think if you want to try Call of Duty again after however long it is since you, this would be the one to play. All because right. it's and, different. And uh does it have the same kind Did you play Modern Warfare 1 and 2 or I either? did play Modern Warfare 1 and 2, yes. Okay, so does it also have some hyper spectacular oh shit set pieces that yes. make you drop your controller? Yes. Okay. Yes, it's All very right. good set pieces. Okay, all right. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'm convinced between the spectacular uh, performance of the game and uh, your uh, recommendation, I might pick it up at some point on sale. We'll see. Okay. Um, the other thing is, oh, I guess we could go over very quickly uh, a bunch of uh, numbers for the PlayStation Network, the best-selling games uh, on the PlayStation Network in the US and in Europe. Um, in Europe, it's again, it's uh, Destiny, the Taken King, which is, it's kind of a, you know... Um, uh, uh, it's artificial because it's really a digital product first, the Taken King. So I don't know if it counts. But then uh, second one is Call of Duty again, then FIFA, Minecraft, uh, Grand Theft Auto 5. I'm talking about PlayStation 4, mm-hmm. um, et cetera, et cetera. PlayStation 3, uh, Minecraft is the I... most sold game on, on the PSN. I'm really surprised by that. Are you? Just because how many people don't own Minecraft now? <laughs> I don't understand how it can consistently be the the top. I guess actually, if you have kids growing up into their age range, I think that's it. It's it's people who enjoy the game and who have kids, and they're thinking, or maybe they're just gamers, and they're thinking, what game can I play with my kid? Which is also kind of educational. Well, not educational, but it's going to make their brain work a little bit. And it's a game that anyone can get behind. I think um, yeah. it's also the most sold game on Vita. Uh, as well that's there aren't that many games on vita so no <laughs> <laughs> um and pretty similar in um in the u.s again black ops is first grand theft auto minecraft star wars battlefront uh playstation 4 and uh etc etc so um and on playstation vita sword art online hollow fragment i've never played hollow fragment i mean sword art art online. sword art online have you seen the anime no, no. It, it's pretty good. It's, it's basically, it's about a guy who, in the first episode, they someone releases like a VR MMO. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah. It, it's cool. I enjoyed it, but I wouldn't play a video game based on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's an excellent recommendation as well. Um, yeah, so there you go. Figures. It's always interesting. I mean, the, the most surprising thing definitely was Call of Duty, most sold game. Yeah. I guess it puts things into perspective as well. You know, you still have however much we like uh, uh, year long gamers love games like you know, The Witcher, Batman, and all of those, uh, you still have the the plebeians that go and buy <laughs> FIFA and Call of Duty en masse. And yeah. uh, they bring those numbers up. So um, you wanted to talk about a, a kind of a controversy about Mortal Kombat, Kombat X on PC. Yeah. So I think over the, I think it was last week on no, so it was this week on like Tuesday, they announced that they're not going to be supporting it anymore. Um, they have said that they're not going to bring the upcoming DLC of Mortal Kombat, uh, sorry, Combat Pack 2 to it. And they're also not going to be patching it any longer. And so, the game is not in a perfect state either. No. Um, many players have lost save data. Um, Netcode is poor. And in a fighting game... Uh, netcode is pretty important <laughs> because, you know, obviously every frame that you miss is a frame that you'd be losing. Um, yeah, it's just and it's just another sign of Warner Brothers saying, hey, we, you know, who cares about the PC? It's kind of... Um, at that point, there are some developers where you're thinking, why do you even bother? Yeah. Just don't put it out on PC. I guess it's it's a cash grab, but... It's surprising that with the game not in a perfect state, they would say that they're completely pulling support. I, obviously, they don't have to do anything. I don't think there was a you know a contract, no. a, a legal contract that they were going to bring all of the DLC to the game. But there's a reasonable expectations from players who buy it on on the PC that is going to have the same content than it will as it will on uh, consoles. It's I'm I'm you know I've I've seen this story out of a uh, out of the corner of my eye here and there. I'm surprised it's not raising more of a stink. I'm I'm wondering if it isn't PC players finally giving up on all of this bullshit. <laughs> um, it could also be that I'm uh, working CS. I, I've been getting a couple of tickets for people saying, "Hey, are you, what are you guys going to do about this?" I mean, mm. obviously, I can't say what GMG is doing about it, but it could yeah. be that I'm just seeing more of it. Yeah, it's possible. Um, I, I've definitely seen it mentioned here and there, but it doesn't seem like it's risen to the level of controversy. It's Not just yet, being reported no. on. Mm. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's kind of disappointing for sure. Uh, on the other hand, I am guessing that if Warner Bros. is Warner Brothers is is kind of daring to uh, confront the angry PC Master Race people, it must mean that the game has sold poorly on PC um, and that they're focusing their efforts on the console yeah. versions because it's it's a successful game. Um, it's just, yeah, the PC is not traditionally a, a fighting game platform, no. although Street Fighter V five is coming out on PC as well, so... Yeah, it's going to have a cross-platform play as well. Yeah. So th for that one, they're going to have <laughs> yeah. to, to maintain it. Yeah. Um, I think I'll, I think I'm going to be buying Street Fighter V. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be buying Street Fighter V on, on PS4, though. Mm. Yeah, buy, but we still play together because of cross-play. Woohoo! <laughs> um, yeah, so just wanted to mention that that support thing on Mortal Kombat. It's kind of disappointing, but, you yeah. know, what you're going to do, it's... it's it it hurts the PC, but there isn't one unified. I'm I'm thinking if there is one voice industry voice for the PC, it would be Valve with its team. Mm -hmm. But they haven't said anything about this, and I, they probably won't. Which no. says to me it's not worth raising a stink. So. No. Um, we also wanted to mention a few things about upcoming releases. Uh, the division is not coming out hyper soon it's in march but there is a beta available on uh, xbox one in a few days on january 28th uh have you had a chance to play the division or i haven't i do have a beta key um that came through the other day for the pc beta which i think the same weekend actually okay um it looks interesting it looks more like more destiny though that's yeah 
That's the 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 prevalent uh, opinion that I've seen here and there, and that that I have uh, sort of you know assumed as well. It feels like an instanced, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, instanced multiplayer uh, go into your dungeon or strike, or when mm-hmm. you have to play with a couple of friends, or you can do uh, your progression thing as well. Um, what's It definitely feels like Ubisoft is not putting all of the marketing and buzz effort uh, behind this game that we could have thought uh, when it was first announced a couple of years ago and it looked incredible and it seemed like a huge title. At this stage... It's not making a lot of a, a, a lot of noise. No. So I'm I'm kind of wondering if it means that the game is less ambitious than they initially had hoped, or if we had you know sort of risen our our expectations too high, or I'm, there's something that doesn't smell quite right with the division, and I'm worried that what doesn't smell right is the fact that it's not as incredibly good as we hoped it would be initially. I think when did they first announce it? In two thousand nine, I think they showed it at E three or something like that. That far? No, two thousand nine. I don't know. Um, let me, no, let me no, check. no, no. The division. The division was there. Was I mean? I know maybe they announced it before, but there was the trailer in. 2014 was it okay sorry no it was, it was 2013 okay 2013 <laughs> 2009 <right>. <laughs> but it feels like an, <laughs> you know maybe that 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 also uh plays into it we feel like it's been forever yeah um and, and, I mean, and have you seen any of the trailers at all yeah i mean there's a um, trailer even there's a live action short uh coming to amazon prime i've seen the trailer for that um they're doing some trailers but the game itself, I've seen a lot of the videos, a lot of the gameplay. Mm-hmm. I've even tried the beta at Paris Games Week a few months uh, ago, a few months mm-hmm. ago, and it's very hard to get an opinion on the game itself with just the trailers and just having played for twenty minutes in a you know in a demo booth. Mm-hmm. Um, I it definitely didn't feel like an incredible experience. Maybe it's going to be a lot better once you get to play it uh, a little bit more. But also the people reporting on it, you know, the people who did play the beta for a longer time, didn't seem to be saying that it was an awesome game. I think it's going to be a more niche game than we thought it would be initially. Yeah, I I could see that. I think I watched a trailer a couple of days ago and it looked like what they're managed it looked like they've done again just from watching the trailers but it looks like destiny did did the gunplay and the gameplay really well watching the trailers it looks like they have not done that well and <laughs> the story and that the story is going to be focused on i mean i saw a video of someone just standing there being hit by a flamethrower for like 20 seconds <laughs> and that and it looked so poor it looked like a, a wow boss fight which you don't really want in a shooter you want reactive gameplay so I think the thing about The Division um, is that it was sold like an action shooter, like yeah. a fast-paced FPS or mm-hmm. TPS. I really don't think that's what it is. My experience during the beta was of a very... I've, I've spoken about this a couple of times, but it's a very slow and deliberate strategy TPS. Uh, it's not quite, you know, t- turn by turn, but it's more strategic. You have to uh, decide which item you're going to use when and aim kind of well, but more importantly, you're going to decide where you're positioned, these kinds of things. So uh, they're doing themselves a disservice by not explaining what the game is and by sort of letting it sort of live to the hype that it's going to be this incredible action thing where you're. Again, everything is colored by that initial uh, trailer uh, and gameplay trailer that was so incredible and that that seemed very uh, action-oriented when I don't think that's what the game is even trying to be. So maybe that's where the disconnect is happening as well. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm sure we'll have a lot more reports on uh, in January when the beta uh, is uh, uh, the beta starts. Uh, I mean, on the 28th when the beta starts. Uh, and yeah, so I'll I'll keep an eye on it. But it's more of a uh, lazy eye than it used to be uh, maybe a year ago. Yeah, I mean, I I recently bought a place. I don't know if I told you. I recently bought a PlayStation Four. 
Oh, and congratulations. Welcome you. to the world of console enthusiasts. Yeah. I like it sitting. I, I like it a lot, but um, I was excited for The Division to play a Destiny, air quotes, clone. Mm. And I've got PS4 to play Destiny. I don't really care about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's so you've gotten into Destiny? Uh, yeah, Destiny. And I've been playing Destiny, uh, Bloodborne, and then Until Dawn, was, which was amazing. Oh, maybe that's also one that I should... Uh, but I don't like horror games, so... How do you feel about, like, B-horror movies? I've, you know, I'm old enough that I've watched many of them in the theater when I was growing mm-hmm. up. So I don't know that I need one where I'm given the illusion of choice and that, you know, I, press is, the right button at the right time. I'll say that it's definitely not an illusion of choice. Okay. Everything you do definitely affects a story. Hmm. All right. But, um, uh, again, not to digress too much from what we were saying, I think um, playing Until Dawn with a... Uh, I played it with my girlfriend, um, and it was awesome. Uh, mm. Doing the whole, like, making choices together and, and, and going through, like, the scares together was really cool. Um, I would... I, I mean, I think it's a lot of fun. Especially as someone not into horror. Ah. I thought it was really cool. Okay. Yeah, But well, again... Hmm. Maybe, maybe. We'll <laughs> see. I, I, you know, that's the big problem with games today. Uh, we have too many of them. Yes. We have just uh, too many games. Yep. Um, it's a sad problem to have. Yeah. <laughs> and talking about that, uh, there are more games coming out. Um, I'm just going to go over the ones that are coming out in, in the next uh, couple of weeks before the next show that I am uh, curious about. Uh, the Witness is coming out uh, January 26th. So in just a few days, it's going to be about 40 bucks. This is the next game from Jonathan, Jonathan Blow. I've talked about this a couple of times on the show. Um, he's the developer behind Braid that sort of almost started the indie games revolution what was it like eight years ago um and and there's a firewatch which i'm also very excited about it's, it was one of my uh games i was highly anticipating from my mm-hmm. list last episode mighty number no. nine is Oof. a mega man clone that was uh kickstarted yeah. uh, is it kenji inafune Yes, that's correct. And uh, they, I'm, I'm more curious than excited, but I want to see what happens. I've seen a, a few images of, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the beta and development, mm-hmm. and it looked eh, but yeah, yeah we'll see. I was excited for it, but then I saw some people um, that played the game in the beta saying it was a lot, a lot less, a lot more um, about combos than Mega Man was. Mm. And that kind of made me a little bit wary of it. I mean, they have to to modernize it a little oh, bit. Oh, for sure. But uh, it's uh, I'm more I, I don't know. It's the kind of it's the kind of issue. It's like uh, uh, what is it? Blood stained. Uh, the uh, yes, yeah. I- Igavania. Yeah. Uh, you you want the nostalgia, but also you want it to be adapted to today's fun. Um, because mm-hmm. if you wanted to play the old one, you could just go and play the old one. So it's a very difficult process, and I'm, uh, we'll see. I'm curious, for sure, mm-hmm. about Mighty Number no. 9. Uh, and finally, Unravel, uh, which is that huh, uh, it's the we are a big company, but we want to do something that feels indie uh, title. Yes. It definitely looks super cute and, and genuine. I don't want to imply that it isn't genuine, um, but it's coming out uh, February 9 as well on PS4, Xbox One, Xbox One and PC. Uh, so uh, first, between the, the, those four games, The Witness, Firewatch, Mighty Number no. 9 and Unravel, uh, is there anyone that appeals to you particularly? And second thing, uh, what do you think about Unravel playing the indie card, although there's no reason that they couldn't but i'm very excited for the witness i think uh i didn't like braid but i'm not really into my puzzle platform into my puzzle platformers um the witness looks like uh i I really respect what jonathan blow can do with puzzles and it looks like he's made another talos principle it's Um, basically the it it looks like the talos principle looked like the 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 witness for people who didn't who couldn't wait for the witness yes and a poor man's version of the witness we haven't even played the witness so we don't know but that's what it felt like yeah i could see that i mean talos principle is one of my favorite games of um 2014 2014 
Was it 15? Talos Principle? It was 15. It felt like... like wait, I'll, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Anyway, one of my favorite puzzle games I've played recently. And um, <laughs> if I can get more of that from The Witness, I am very excited for that. Okay, you're right. It's December 2014. So got- right on the cusp then. Yeah. Okay. Um, Unravel, I mean, uh, Ubisoft done the same thing uh, with Child of Light. Um, yeah. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with playing that card. I think it's... I think Unravel is the best thing they've shown from that kind of uh, perspective. Like, I think that Cuphead looks poor. Really? I, know it's, I, I don't think it looks... I, 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 I think the art style's fantastic, but it looks like it's just one big boss rush to me. Yeah, that's that, Yeah, that's what it, it feels like, for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, I think Unravel looks like a game I'd enjoy more than Cuphead. Mm. Um, I, I think it's fine. I, I like that they're doing something like that. I like more variety in my games and you know, yeah. Um, Cuphead isn't an EA game, by the way. I don't think. Oh, sorry. I thought we were talking about um, Microsoft uh, Xbox games. I didn't realize EA. Oh, 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 right, right, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Unravel is coming out on on all the platforms. So. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's PS4, Xbox oh, One, and PC. Blimey. Okay. It's sorry. EA access. Uh, which, so basically, if you have uh, Origin access, which is the five dollars a month th- subscription for EA games on PC. You can play it as well. I mean, there is there's like an early like one hour or two hours of gameplay available for quote unquote free. But uh, okay, yeah, um, Firewatch is is probably the one I'm looking forward to the most. I'm very curious about it. Cautiously optimistic. Um, I don't know anything about it. Like I know it's it's a it's a like a gone home ish kind of game, isn't it? Or am I it's, wrong? No, no, no. You're right, and and we don't really know much about that game. It just we know that it has a very interesting art style, and that it's kind of a what people sometimes refer to as walking simulator, which mm-hmm. is uh, exactly that. You know, um, uh, gone home at uh, Ethan Carter, dear dear Esther. It's basically basically just a storytelling thing that you're walking through, and what what i appreciated with the firewatch trailers was the writing and i thought it was very clever and very funny in those 2 minutes of trailer that we saw so the entire game could be crap we mm-hmm. don't know but it it looked interesting so um that is also i mean the the season is sort of beginning slowly but already there are a few games that i want to try out so firewatch yeah. is one of them mighty number no. nine the witness for sure i don't know if i'm gonna i'm not into puzzles so i'm i don't know mm-hmm. we'll see um and then after that you know start uh star street fighter five and all of those oh, i can't believe we're so close to the release of street fighter five already <laughs> it feels like i've i've hoped for that game to come out forever yeah i i oh. I'm really disappointed about the Mortal Kombat. I've been playing a lot of Mortal Kombat X recently, and I've been enjoying. It's the first, as I, I think last time we spoke, I said I um, I bought it. It's the first fighting game I've really played. I think I will buy Street Fighter Five. You know, I don't want to be disparaging to the Mortal Kombat loving community, but really, Mortal Kombat isn't a real fighting game. I don't want to be mean, but <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 kind of like, yeah, you press the buttons, it does stuff on the on the screen, but if you want to go serious fighting game, you have to go somewhere else. It's Okay. It's, you know, it's hard to explain, but there is a level of predictability and and uh uh rigor that like almost uh, academic rigor in the way you approach Street Fighter, which isn't okay. present. And it's it's kind of a little bit. Mortal Kombat is a little bit more. Yeah, I, this might work, and and things explode everywhere, and it's kind of the spectacle. And I'm not saying there isn't spectacle in Street Fighter, but it's more of a. It's very hard to explain. Very very hard to explain. Are without you saying being. that Mortal Kombat X is the League of Legends to Street Fighter Five's Dota. I don't know MOBAs well enough, um, but it might be an apt comparison, yes. Okay. I, yeah. This, it's kind of like uh, not even Call of Duty to CSGO, but something along those lines. Okay. I, See, I, that, that yeah. you've sold me even more so on Street Fighter <laughs> Five there. 
All right. Well, again, something you'll have to report on and yes, let us know how yeah. it goes. A um, bunch of other news. Microsoft has bought uh, Minecraft Education Edition, um, which I had never heard about before. But it's funny. It's basically just a framework for making Minecraft available in classrooms. And they have purchased the, the, the assets from the company that developed it. It's not like it is specifically designed to teach stuff. It's just that kids play Minecraft and it's just a different way for them to interact with each other and the teacher and sort of it brings uh, concepts of social interaction through better because they're mm -hmm. interested in what they're doing, which is uh, probably valuable, but I don't know if it qualifies as education. But it's really like Minecraft is the, the gift that keeps on giving. We were talking yeah. about it earlier. I wasn't sure what they were doing when they bought it from Mojang, when they bought Mojang, uh, Mojang a few, what was it, a year ago? Um, uh, sounds about right, yeah. Yeah. And... And it's like, yes, it keeps selling. It's an incredible success in Japan. Uh, still, it's, it's selling the Vita in Japan on it, on the, that title alone. Um, it's, it's kind of surprising that it's going that far. Uh, I, th I think the, this education, um, edition is really cool. But uh, does it do anything special beyond I mean, the fact that it's Minecraft? I think having access to a tool like that means that a teacher could, Imagine a teacher sitting down for in like two hours. They could make some, they could make a Victorian British home, right? Yeah. And they could leave notes saying in Victorian Britain they did this and that and that. And it gives the kids a way to actually interact with those worlds. I can see this being awesome for history classes and uh, coding classes for like redstone programming. Right. It, I think yes, it doesn't do anything new, but it's an easy tool for teachers to use, and kids are familiar with it. And you know. No, you're right. This is this is exactly what they're using it for. You you can see um, videos where they have a teacher with a class divided in groups, and they have to work together to build something. And you have different groups, and he goes from one group to the other and says, "All oh, right, so where are you? Okay, don't forget to use this here and this there." And it does. I mean, I understand that it does. It is so much more uh, uh, attractive for a, a student to be doing something mm -hmm. in Minecraft than to open a book. And maybe it's an entryway into other things. It's awesome. I just, I don't know what exactly, uh, how it integrates into the curriculum. Sure. Um, but I think also what's interesting to me is because of how much cheaper Minecraft is, how much they can, how much it will affect, or again, I don't know anything about how schools teach things, but imagine having a tool for, $15 as opposed to a tool for $150. Yeah. That can hopefully do huge things for school budgets. It's really yeah. cool to see video games having that level of impact. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting for sure. Um, and I'm looking forward to one day in the far future when I have children and they go to school. I think it would even allow me as a gamer to connect a lot more with their education hmm. if they're doing that on Minecraft, you know, 2 or something. Sure, yeah. Um, ESPN now, ESPN.com has an esports section. We've been talking about esports a lot in the past few episodes, and uh, it's kind of interesting that ESPN did that mainly because we've heard a, a couple of pretty vitriolic comments from um, yes. hosts at the channel saying, oh, over my dead body, basically, about eSports, <laughs> which is ridiculous. But it seems they're embracing it. So good on you, SPN.com. Yeah, I think it's really cool. I mean, it's where uh, it's where the money is in video games right now yeah. um, for, for them. And, I mean, this is going to be huge for it, I think, especially seeing as... as you see those disparaging comments. I, I guess because those hosts are scared. I mean, why? Why else would you make comments saying I think, that's not sports? Yeah, I think I, I understand the idea that uh, esports isn't real sports. Mm -hmm, I completely sure. understand why people would think that. Um, it, it's it's just. It's a different thing, but it doesn't mean it's not. I don't want to argue whether or not esports mm -hmm. is sports, but I understand why those, you know, those hosts would feel insecure or not. It's not even about insecurity. It's about they just don't think it's sports. And I understand the 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 reaction. It's just you know you are probably part 
of a world that is going away. And yeah. uh, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. Um, and we also have, by the way, uh, FIFA tournaments being broadcast on um, FIFA. I mean, the game, not yeah. the football league, being broadcast on a, uh, a sports channel in France. Too. Oh, really? Yeah. So we're oh. it's making its way here as well. So that's interesting. Uh, the Witcher Two is available for free on Xbox One through backwards compatibility with Xbox 360. So if you want to check it out, I mean, The the Witcher 2 is definitely not uh, The Witcher 3. It is no. a much lesser game. It's still a great game, but it's mm-hmm. a much lesser game. But still, um, if you enjoyed the, the third one you and you have an Xbox One, you could go check out The Witcher 2. And that's kind of what I was hoping would happen when they announced the backwards compatibility. They would bring games uh, as part of the uh xbox live gold i don't even know if it's part of that uh but yeah i think it is yeah okay so that's what i was hoping for and the witcher 2 you know it might get a few people to give it a try um overwatch uh the closed beta is returning not this month but in february but it will have a new game mode and new maps to support the game mode so I have been ridiculously excited about Overwatch. Yeah. And um, were you in the beta? No, I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry for you. (laughs) And for many of the listeners who wish they could have tried it. Um, But yeah, it's returning in February. In February, I'm, I'm very excited about a new game mode. This is definitely one of the things that everyone thought was missing um from the game the sort of one or two additional game modes to make it to round it out and make it a little bit more uh diverse in gameplay and um it, it they they are bringing it for the beta uh, along with the ranked play or not ranked play but progression system so we can wait a couple of more weeks for that it should be mid february so i'm i'm really hoping it uh it well it is going to come out so i'm really excited for it to to return um, there's a bunch of, of pieces of news about how Japan is weird in yeah. here. It's, um, there was basically a, a succession of screenshots from certain games. Uh, mm-hmm. One Piece Burning Blood has bikini costumes. Uh, Dead or Alive 3, uh, Dead or Alive Extreme 3 owner mode where you can, um, look at the, 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 it's a beach volley game with yep. the characters, the female characters from the Dead or Alive fighting game, scandally closed, and you can give them gifts and look at them through different angles, etc., etc. And then there's Laura's new costume in Street Fighter V, which has, it's, it's like, <laughs> just go look up the screenshots. Yeah, I'm looking and, at but, it now. But, you know, don't be in the office oh, because it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> It's kind of, you know, it's at that level, all of those three games, it, it, it <laughs> yeah. borders on, on, it's not Satire. softcore, it's not softcore porn, but it's kind of the kind of thing you would see in a, in a, in a, in a, you know, Playboy magazine or, or something like that. So, it's so over the top, I think they're making fun, like, look, at least the Laura costume, it looks like they're making fun of themselves. I, it's possible, yeah, but it's, it's kind of silly. It's and then worse. there's this, um, there's this, but you know, knowing Japan, I don't even think that's the case. No, um, there's there's also this controversy which I just want to touch on uh, very quickly. Uh, in Fire Emblem uh, Fates, called Fire Emblem If, in yes. Japan, there was a controversy about a character that was supposedly uh, supposedly a lesbian that was uh, ch- turned quote unquote quote cured of her lesbianism and turned into a straight female which mm-hmm. that was because she she had like magic powder in her drink and it made her see females as males and males as females and that was kind of a very controversial topic for that game um in the west and it's been changed um in the the western release of the game um to not include any mention of magic powder. Basically, she's not being roofied anymore. Okay. Uh, and I just wanted to mention it because as much of a um, staunch defensor of the, you know, image of, of women in video yeah. games as mm-hmm. I am, 
I think this is one where there's a little bit of a a lot of misunderstanding, not of the yes, game, but yeah. You, have you have you read uh, yeah. about the the entire thing? It's so a, a let me bit, go yeah. over it very very quickly for the listeners. Um, the way the the story is built is um, that that character is has quote unquote an issue where she faints. And you know she she basically be, becomes super weird when she's close to a female, uh, 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 an attractive female. Mm-hmm. And the way it's written, the way it's done, is not quite that she's uh, you know bisexual. She's kind of bisexual, but it's not like she falls in love with the person. Or mm-hmm. she, it's more almost like a, a curse or an illness, which sounds terrible. I understand this. Yeah. Like it's it doesn't sound good, but. It's it's kind of this this condition that she has. And then yeah. the hero puts that thing in her drink and makes her see males as females and then the hero is to her a female and sort of helps her to accept the fact that you know she can be close to another cute female without fainting. So it's kind of this excuse to get the the hero uh turned into a female and close to her so that there's some kind of girl on girl innuendo action. It never happens. It's a very safe for children game. Um and maybe that's why there's all of this insinuating, but so it's kind of this playful socially awkward thing where you're like oh look i'm a female do you think i'm attractive now he 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 and it's the most it the problem is it doesn't make sense if you don't know japan and the reason why this is happening in that game is because it's in it's happening in the context of japanese society which has many many issues with the with women in general they're Mm -hmm. you know like 50s level uh, there as exemplified by all of those ridiculous uh you know bikini costumes uh in other games and the fact that there is very they have a lot of social awkwardness and and social interaction is very difficult so this is kind of a, a a outlet for things that they don't have in real life it's Anyway, so there is a base problem in Japan, and I think this is very clear when you look at their video games, but I don't think that in this game, in Fire Emblem Fates, I really don't think that what they were doing was trying to show that, you know, this lesbian can be cured of her condition. It was much more... And and the problem is, when you look at it on the face of it, it, it looks weird and bad, and, but just as weird as bad. And it's just you don't understand it when you don't know how, where it comes from and when you don't exactly understand how it went through in the scenes in the Japanese version of the game. But for this game, it's just weird. That being said, I think Nintendo is doing well to change it because it just wouldn't fit in the Western uh, world. It, it just would yeah. look weird and offensive. So it's good that they're changing it. But I don't think in this instance there it's the, the, the outrage uh, is justified because it just it's it's just an excuse to get the hero give the hero boobs and yeah. get him to talk to the it bi seems girl. like it was a joke that went just slightly it came across slightly it's a contextual joke isn't it it's like a joke that i say as an englishman might sound different to you as a frenchman like that kind of thing yeah you know? it's yeah kind of kind of it's it's definitely the kind of thing where you're like it, i i can't remember who it was uh uh, maybe John Oliver on on um, uh, last week tonight or something like mm-hmm. that, who said, "Ah, Japan, the weird uncle of the world," and it's yeah. really what it is. It's like the weird uncle doesn't necessarily mean anything by it when he's being racist, but he's still being racist. But at the same time, it's not like he he hates black people. It's just no, there's no malicious intent. There. Yeah. And and even so, anyway, I just wanted to mention it so that people understand what this controversy is. Uh, I think everything is going normally the way it should be. The game is going to be, and there there are you know gay and lesbian uh, gay and lesbian characters in those games in the Fire Emblem mm-hmm. Fate series. So I think I think it's fine. It's just Japan is so weird, man. It's so strange. Uh, you've have you ever been there? No, 
Uh, yeah, I went, to, I went to Tokyo for a couple of days, yeah. Okay, oh, just a couple of days? How did you yeah. end that? Uh, sorry? How did you just say stay a couple of days? Uh, I don't remember, honestly. I think, we, <laughs> okay. I, think, I think we were in Tokyo for two days, and then we went to Malaysia. Okay. It was just a stopover flight. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, okay. It's not the I don't remember as in I was, no. you know, I had too much drink and I woke up in Tokyo. <laughs> no. Okay. That'd be cool. That'd be a cool story, though. <laughs> um, yeah, so Japan is weird, but uh, I'm going to be spending a couple of months in Japan in, in the spring. So I'll report from there again. Mm. I've, you know, I've lived there for a long time. But uh. anyway, so uh, Japan is weird uh, part over. Dragon Quest Heroes 2 is coming out May 27th in uh, Japan. We don't know where it's coming out in the in the West, but uh, it's going to uh, come out soon, hopefully. I loved the first one. And it's going to be the thir- 30th anniversary of the Dragon Quest series, uh, starting May 27th, and it's going to last for a year. And hopefully, Dragon Quest XI, which is the one everyone's waiting for, the proper RPG that is going to be available on uh, PlayStation 4, 3DS, and... Nintendo NX that hasn't even Ooh. been announced. We know that game is going to be available there. Really? Um, that game should be available before uh, the end of the anniversary year, so before May 27th, 2017, at least in Japan. Huh. So the NX is coming soon then, maybe? Yeah, I would be surprised if it didn't come out this year. That's what I keep saying. Um, the... Nintendo needs to get past the Wii U. Latest, yeah. latest uh, end of fiscal year 2016, which means end of March 2017. That's the latest I can see it. But uh, what is Dragon Quest Heroes? Um, it's a game, a Sangoku Muso, a romance of three kingdoms. Basically, okay. do you know? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> there you go. That's <laughs> what it Warriors is. Kind of stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. I'm and uh, at- it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And uh, the second episode is going to uh, allow people to play uh, co-op mode, which is, wasn't available in the first one. So, um, And uh, a couple of quick mentions. Uh, Kojima is touring now that he's allowed to leave Japan because he's not uh, beholden to Konami's whims anymore. Yeah. Uh, he's going in uh, to different studios to sort of uh, recon what he's going to be doing, uh, what tools he's going to be using for his, ne- his next uh, Endeavor venture. Um, Star Fox Zero might be pushed to July, but apparently maybe not. We've seen rumblings about that. <laughs> so okay. it, it, there were a few mentions on... Um, on uh, retailers' sites that it was uh, now planned for July, but then others are keeping it to, um, what was it, March? Uh, so we don't know. We don't know what's happening with the Star Fox Zero. Nothing official, though. Oh, it was uh, April 22nd. Um, and finally, Heroes of the Storm, which I've gotten into pretty hardcore, uh, has announced a couple of new um, heroes. The Wizard from Diablo 3 and the Necromancer from Diablo Two, um, I'm they're too high skill for me, but uh, now I'm excited anyway because I like the game. So uh, that's that's cool to me. I, I think the wizard was the character I played most in uh, Diablo, Diablo 3. Three. Yeah, did you um, play Diablo Two? You were too young. No, you? I a little bit of it. I was a little bit too young. Mm. I like. I enjoyed Diablo Two. Uh, what, what I did play of it, I like. I've gone back. I think I have a CD copy of it somewhere around here, actually. Um, <laughs> Ancient I, but, technology. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's just too old now. Yeah. I, you know, I, cool. nev- I never liked it. I never liked Diablo. So Diablo before Diablo 3. So, uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I guess that is about it. Short and sweet. Cool uh, little episode there. Um, I guess that's going to be it for us. Uh, before... We part, and uh, I go back to making boxes. Can you tell the lovely people listening where they can find... Do you still do anything when you're not working? Yeah, yeah. I, I, By I'm anything, to... I mean online. I don't imply <laughs> yes. that. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm still trying to stream every night at twitch.tv. And I'm still trying to get an indie, indie investigations video up on my YouTube channel, which is initiative check every day. You do it every day. Jeez, uh, man. I I try to. Um, it's more le- more like three a week, but so I try and do one every day. Yeah. Hey, what's happening in the world of uh, indie games? 
Uh, right now, uh, Boiner's Blob just re-released for um, the PC. It came out on the Wii U a little bit. That's a remake of the NES game um, that came out on the 19th. Uh, there's not a whole lot. Westport Independent comes out, which you actually you might find interesting. It's a game about censorship. You basically you have a newspaper, and you have to balance between keeping the populace happy and keeping the government happy in how you write this newspaper. Ah, Westport At- the Westport Independent? Independent, yeah. Okay, sounds cool. Um, apart from that, not a whole lot. The Witness comes out next week. Yeah. But apart from that, not much. Okay, well, that's, that's already something. Uh, a Boy and His Blob and Westport, the Westport Independent. Yeah, Westport Independent is really cool. I'm going to look it up right now. Kind of in a papers, please way. Right. Yeah, it looks, it definitely looks very similar. It's almost like it should be the same... Uh, developer Developer, yeah yeah Yeah. um all right well thank you very much james uh you will find the link to your twitter on the in the show notes and for me it's not patrick on twitter and facebook and uh you will find link uh, the this show and the comments and other shows at frenchspin.com that's going to be it for us back to boxes for me and talk to you from finland in a couple of weeks bye everyone bye guys (laughs) 